Hey, how you doing? Hi. Oh, you know, the same. You're in what day of quarantine? 11, baby. Day 11. I'm like day seven. You started Mm -hmm. a weekend ahead of me. Uh, How are you doing? What are your updates? I think I'm I think I'm doing okay but it is one of those things where you're like if you were losing your mind how much would you really be aware of that yeah um (laughs) so what have you been doing like have you left to go to a store no I've walked outside I've gotten Amazon fresh delivery Mm -hmm. but I haven't gone to a public place other than like outside of my apartment and you haven't yeah so you haven't seen in person anyone (laughs) no I mean people like around my apartment yeah we like hello wave head nod yeah Um, I went on a walk yesterday with a friend and we stayed like a good distance apart the entire time and then at the end I didn't really want to walk anymore and we just like sat on the sidewalk like seven feet apart from each other mm -hmm. Uh, interesting time yeah what a weird what a weird thing that I just feel like there's no coming to terms with. Yeah. But in <laughs> but other I'm keeping news, my schedule busy. <laughs> I would say you just, you got a Nintendo Switch. So mm. you've been playing Animal Crossing. Oh my gosh. It's absolutely ruined my life in a way I can't explain. Because before I got the Switch, people were like, this is the perfect time to get a Switch because the new Animal Crossing is coming out in a week. And you're going to like, it's going to change your life. And I was like, okay, what is Animal Crossing? And they're like, well, it's like a little game and you go to a little town and you're immediately in debt to this raccoon and then you try to pay off your debt. Uh I was like, okay, that does not sound fun at all. And then yesterday I was fake fishing for like six hours straight. Oh my God. So it's really taken over. I remember once in college, my roommate and I were playing this like cooking game and we were literally just overcooked. I don't remember. It was like we'd <laughs> you get timed and you'd have to like do all these like instructions and, and orders would come in. Yeah, you couldn't mess it up. And I remember it was just like we were so into this game, like we were both sitting at our desk playing this game. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, it's dark outside now. <laughs> yesterday. So yesterday was Sunday. So I let myself be a little lazier than I would normally mm-hmm. be I guess but um same with me that's why we're recording on a Monday <laughs> and the fact yeah. that we don't really have anything going on yeah it's really hard to be like how was your last week the same uh nothing but so time was passing very strangely in which like sometimes I would be like oh hours have passed and I would look up and it had been like 15 minutes and sometimes I would be like oh look the sun has gone down where where has the day gone I did nothing do you feel like the mornings <sighs> are passing faster I feel like I mornings feel are passing so, faster. Yeah, mornings pass m- much faster, I think, because, I mean, I do, I, I pretty much wake up the same amount of time that I would if I was heading into work. Mm-hmm. Well, I wake up a little later. But it's also, like, the act of, like, going into the office, being in the office, and then having, like, lunch end that feels very much like, okay, and then this is the next step, this is the next step, mm-hmm. and... Even just sitting down at the desk doesn't feel as, like, momentous as, like, driving in and walking in and saying hi to everyone. Yeah. So suddenly it's like, oh, it's lunchtime. How did that happen? Because I just, like, rolled out of bed and got on calls. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been working from, like, a specific spot or 
Yeah, I put my so my desk is normally in my bedroom, which I have recorded from before, but it's very dark in there mm-hmm. because there's no uh, windows. There's no windows in my bedroom, so I move my desk into the living room. Oh, okay. So there's like natural light. Gotcha. Yeah, I've basically just been working from <coughs> either my bed or my couch or my like island kitchen island. But I mean, I also worked from home for like a couple years. Not like the whole time, but for like weeks at a time. And so I'm pretty okay with working from home. I know some people have had some issues with that and just adjusting. Um, My biggest gripe is that, well, this isn't my biggest gripe, but one of the hardest things for me is that they finally closed my gym, which like I get why they do it. This is just like my little like dinky apartment gym. Uh, and so today, today, Steph and I did a dance video that I think that you and yeah. Gan did over the weekend. But yeah, I'm like, I think I don't want to have to. The start working from home yet. part, <laughs> the working from home part wouldn't bother me so much as as much as like if I was working from home, like during lunch, I would maybe go do something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, leave the apartment, even if it's just go for a longer walk or walk to the uh, get lunch around here, or after lunch or after work, I like go to cycle bar or to the movies or to my friend's house and like being like, okay, work's over, but I'm just still here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, well, as of but it's tomorrow, so Tuesday. Uh, Austin or Travis County is a shelter in place. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, I mean, it's not really any different than what I've been doing already. So I'm not really worried about it. I've basically just been like going to bed at nine o'clock at night. Most of the nights last week. Uh, (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know. I'm a little tired. Might as well go to bed. So hasn't been the most exciting, but yeah. Have you been able to have any fun? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have, like, a weirdly full schedule because everyone's trying to do remote activities, so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you already uh, play D&D you know, on Wednesdays, and you, like, I Skype in people, Wednesdays. so that's, like, set in stone. That's great. Yeah, so I we did, all of us were remote for D&D this Wednesday, or last week, and we're doing it again this week. I have remote book club on Friday. Um, I've done some Netflix parties. Hey. done some just, like, Skype dates. It's been fun. Yeah. Nice. I know. I need to be a little bit better. I've like FaceTimed with family, but I want to be better about uh, reaching out to people and chit-chatting with them. Yeah. We're recording on Darcy Spell's birthday. So after this, we have a family celebration. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Uh, (laughs) Jeannie has plans. I guess my role is to open up the G chat. Oh, (laughs) that's very Uh, sweet. We'll see. Hopefully there are some beans involved. Yeah, I wish her, you know, a three bean salad on her birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of Netflix parties, we had one. Yes, we did. On Thursday, and we're going to continue having them because I need stuff to look forward to. Movie club. Movie club. So we had one this past Thursday. We're having one coming up. I don't know what we're going to watch yet, but that's not just for me to decide. But we really kicked it off with a good one. I know. I worry that we started the bar too high. The energy was so (laughs) horny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, 
the group of people that we invited to this Netflix party is like a pretty thirsty group. So like yeah. we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into. And then you can't choose this movie and not expect for there to be I was just a thirst component because I was just like, like what's yes. fun to watch <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. cute boys. And I was like, oh my right. god, talented Mr. Ripley. It's on Netflix. To call talented Mr. Ripley fun to watch, like I agree, but it does sound psychotic when you know <laughs> how everything goes. Yeah, well, and I think that we all kind of like we all forgot how long it was because like the mm-hmm. chat got a little oh, silent I didn't. Oh. when when we. <laughs> well, also I just got like really into the movies. So I was just like kind of like fading away from messaging. So I was just like. Because I kind of have, not to spoil the talent of Mr. Ripley, but this whole episode will probably spoil the talent of Mr. Ripley, so I'm going to say it you know, pretty much from the top. Every time I think about the movie, I think about the first hour. Yeah, for which sure. Which is the Jude Law section. Yeah. And Hello. the second he is removed, I, I mean, I, I've still seen the movie a few times, obviously, but that is when, you know... I, I I remember every time I think about it, I think of the first half. So, well, th- also the first half is just like kind of like it's like two boys on vacation, and it's like they're mm-hmm. kind of flirting. Well, and Gwyneth there's Paltrow. like uh, yeah, and Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> and there and like a little bit of Philip Seymour Hoffman. There's like a little bit of like you feel like Matt Damon's character is in love with Jude Law and you're like, oh my God, is anything going to happen? <laughs> and God. you just like feel like you're in this paradise, which you are. Uh-huh. And then as it starts to get a little darker and Jude Law is removed from the story and then it's like uh, Matt Damon's character is in Rome and that's not, I mean, it's picturesque. It's crazy to say that Rome isn't mm-hmm. picturesque, but not quite <laughs> in the same vibe. And then it's like he's like becoming a little more, more like manic, trying to cover up for what's going on. Right. It's just like it's a totally different energy from like right. fun and flirty to like right. dark and scrambling. And it's very much like every every decision he makes like compounds. Yeah. This, like how like you tell this lie, you tell this lie, and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. And as the movie goes on, you just get more and more stressed. Yeah. Well, and you're just like, um, oh my God, you're doing this again. Why would you ever make this decision? <laughs> why, uh, that being you said, do you want to give a synopsis? <clears throat> yes. Okay. The talented Mr. Ripley. Um, I'll do the spoil- spoiler-free synopsis, but we can do spoilers. Um, well, okay. Whichever. I mean, so Tom, the movie Tom came Ripley. out over two decades ago. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it is like, but I guess you I would mean, have easily good. missed it. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, we watched with our friend Gan. She did not know what was happening. I wish I had, like, kept all of the commentary from it because there was a lot of fun commentary from us watching this movie. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. you, can do, you can do spoiler free if you want to. Okay. So, but the, I'll, I'll just, you know, premise quick summary. So, uh, Tom Ripley, aka the talented Mr. Ripley, uh, is living in the u.s in new york working and he runs into um an older man who sees him wearing a princeton jacket and is like oh you went to princeton my son went to princeton mm-hmm. and matt damon was like oh yeah i know your son who's dickie greenleaf uh jude law <laughs> and he's like well he's been in italy gallivanting why don't you head out there and try to talk him into coming back to the u.s i want him to come back and you know work for a living 
And so he goes to Italy and he quickly gets swept up in Dickie Greenleaf's... As you uh, would. Oh my God, immediately. And I, <laughs> I'm going to come back to this, but I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls and this... <sighs> Like rich kids, like it's insufferable. Oh <laughs> but I also like understand how you get how you would get caught up in it. But anyway, so he gets caught up in Dickie's life and uh, his fiance Mar- Marge, 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 or his girlfriend Marge. They uh, live in a small island village in Italy and they go to the beach and go out on the boat and hang out and drink and party and dance and go to jazz clubs and he quickly gets caught up in it and kind of starts you know going down this path of lying because he shows up as if he was from Princeton obviously he had never gone to Princeton and it was a real good goodwill hunting situation yes things get more sinister as he goes through Italy and tries to kind of take over Dickie Greenleaf's life. Yes. So that all being said, I wanted to point out the Academy Award nominations that it got. Oh, my God. It didn't win any. <laughs> Give it to me. It didn't win any. It's good to know. But Best Supporting Actor, Jude Law. Best Adapted mm-hmm. Screenplay. Uh, I can't... I don't know how to say the director's last name, even though I think Anthony Mingella. Yeah, even though I think his son's so cute. <laughs> Max Mingella. Yeah, I think it's Mingella. I don't know. Sure, that sounds right. Best art direction, um, uh, best costume design, best original score. I mean, and it just, you it can't argue with it. It didn't win any. <laughs> I think it is, like, I understand why people might not like the Townsend Miserably. Like, I think it is, like, pretty cheesy and heavy-handed. But I, that's what I, that's some of the stuff I love about it. <laughs> yeah, like, Michael Caine won that year for Cider House Rules. Never seen it. Uh, nor have I. And what did I say? Best Adapted Screenplay? Yes, it's adapted from a book, a, a Oh, a and then series of books. The Cider, yeah, the Cider House Rules also won adapted screenplay. Hmm. And then I think I said art direction. Sleepy Hollow won that. And then I think I said costume design, a movie called Topsy Turvy, which I've never heard of. That won that. Never even heard of it. And then <laughs> score was the last one I said, which the Red Violin, which I've also never heard of, won that. Oh, that was the same year as American Beauty. Oh, oh boy. Interesting. (laughs) The movie's not aged well. Oh, um. (laughs) A movie about uh, Kevin Spacey playing a very inappropriate. Wanting to fuck a teenager? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um. Have you ever seen, this is off off the book, have you ever seen Purple Noon, which is like a French movie that's like kind of the same story? No. I as watched it. American Beauty like or as Talented Mr. Ripley? As Talented Mr. Ripley. Sorry, I moved immediately past me. <laughs> You're like, I, I do not want to do this right <laughs> now. Running away from this, sprinting away from uh, talking about American Beauty. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, okay. It's based off the same kind of thing. It's very similar. And I watched it. I definitely watched the whole movie. And the thing I remember distinctly is like, the scene where he like stumbles upon him on the beach. But I also remember both of those men being very 
attractive as well but it's like a movie from the 60s yeah it is from the 60s from 1960 because um it was based on a novel and it has been previously it was previously filmed twice once in 57 an hour-long version uh for tv and then one in 60 and yeah that's the purple noon Um, is it elaine delon or whatever i'm trying to think why i would have watched this uh renee clement oh who's the actor uh yeah we don't have this yes, is not you're great correct. <laughs> yeah yeah okay because i had a box set with that and i thought he was also in the swimming pool which is the movie that um big a bigger splash is based off oh, of. oh i gotcha okay so i went through a whole little anyway so this is not important no. uh intelligent <laughs> mr ripley <laughs> well so for starters stacked cast Oh my god! Absolutely iconic cast, I and every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, this is like. Not only are there just like it's like stars on stars on stars. It's like everyone is so good in it. I really believe. That. Yeah. Well, and we were watching it, and you were like, "How old were they when they filmed this?" And it was like, um, I think it was 26 to 32. Yeah, and I think that it was Philip Seymour Hoffman was the oldest, and maybe Gwyneth Paltrow was the youngest. I think yeah. Matt Damon was like 28, 29. I think Jude Law was like 27. And I think Kate Blanchett was 30. Um, yeah. But like that's, well, those are the f- core six that I looked up for their ages. But like, yeah, Matt Damon, then Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, I have chills. <laughs> it's such a great cast. RIP Philip Seymour Hoffman. I love him. I miss him. Oh, he's so good in this. Every, I, How's the peeping, Tom? It's <laughs> your favorite line read of all time. Hey, Tom. How's the peeping? <laughs> it's just uh, chef's kiss. Not important. Yeah. I just, I think, I agree. I think that everyone is doing a really, really, really great job with, I'm not as convinced on Gwyneth Paltrow, but. I think it's really good. I don't know if it's like, I'm not convinced because I just find that character kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, well, I don't know if maybe it's because I also find Gwyneth Paltrow to be kind of annoying that it's like yes. perhaps she's not necessarily doing a lot of acting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess what do you like about her performance besides everything? Uh, it's so I'm like very much like not a true scholar of acting or anything, but I think it's so good how much she goes from like at the beginning She's, like, entertained by Matt Damon. Like, oh, it's, like, a new guy. He's, like, around. Uh, He doesn't understand how things work with us. But, like, I'll kind of take him under my wing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think so much about, like, early on. Yeah, she, like, is sitting with him on the boat. And she's, like, when you're in Dickie's, like, when he's looking at you, it's, like, there's nothing else in the world. When you're in the sun with him, that's the best feeling ever. But it's so easy for him to, you know, go away. And then you feel like you're under a cloud basically right like oh my gosh like she gets it and like (laughs) they have this kind of bond and then she like relies on him through the whole you know basically spoilers (laughs) tom ripley kills dickie greenleaf and takes over his identity right (laughs) and then um you know she's kind of flailing trying to be like i don't understand why i'm not hearing from him i don't understand how you're seeing him all the time and i'm getting these letters that aren't making sense and you can kind of I feel like she plays that really well where she's like well we're friends and like 
I wouldn't be friends with a psychopath, so I have to, <laughs> of course, I believe what Tom Ripley's saying to me. But then by the end, I think it's like really great when she's like, I don't believe you. I'll never believe you. You killed him. <laughs> and yeah. like, and like, that's the point where like Dickie's dad came into town and he's just trying to, you know, figure out what's going on, but kind of to keep it hush hush because he doesn't believe in his son as much as like Gwyneth did. And it, you do kind of feel like oh, there were all these people in Dickie's life and the only like his family was like oh yeah he's, he's just kind a of a fuck piece of up. shit yeah yeah <laughs> but like the girl that he always said he loved but was running around on cheating on is the one who like really figured it out yeah <laughs> and was like and also didn't get killed because philip senior awful figured it out but then he got himself killed because he had a lot of hubris yeah <laughs> i get that anyway i don't remember if, oh freddie is philip seymour hoffman yeah freddie freddie miles Meredith Logue is Kate Blanchett. I mean, it's so many good names. Meredith Logue is a perfect name for like a high society woman of that time. When they're getting to Rome and she's like, I travel under my mom's name too. It, like I'm, it's Logue. And he's like, as in, she goes, the shipping Logues or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The textile Logues. The textile Logues. I know. And then she goes, this is a terrible thing about money is like, you hate it, but you don't feel comfortable unless you're surrounded by other people who have it and hate it too. And I'm like, Kate Blanchett just took over this movie. Hot damn. <laughs> I love Kate Blanchett in this and she's in everything so she's there. in. <laughs> You know, even she was fine in Where'd You Go Bernadette. Not really worthy of a Golden Globe, but alas. Um, yeah, so who is your favorite in this movie? We'll say of the oh, core gosh. six. <laughs> it's literally so hard because Jude I Law's think, not like, in enough the, of it. That's the thing. The first time you watch it, you're like, Jude Law, Jude Law, Jude Law. But then, like, the, I, the more I watch it, I'm like, okay, I think... The highest degree of difficulty is definitely Matt Damon, mm-hmm. <laughs> like because he's doing a lot, and he he is like I love when actors like weaponize being charming, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's good at that. <laughs> and well, yeah, because that's very much why they're like, actors um, to begin with, or like that's why they're famous. Yes. So it is kind of just like a glimpse behind the curtain. Yeah, that's, I think, like, Tom Cruise in the past couple years has been really good at that, like, um, I guess by not in the past couple years, but when he started really kind of going off the reservation and, like, using that manic, insane, crazy-ass thing that he has, yeah, um, I think that was entertaining, but... Uh, I think Matt Damon's doing the most, but I still like. I mean, it's Jude, man. Like, but Kate Blanchett's really good too. I can't. Jude Law's like, like me. he is quite literally popping off the screen. He yes. there is something. He might quite possibly be like the perfect looking man in the history, of, the most perfect so looking pretty. man in the history of the world in this movie. He is so fucking beautiful it's yes. like so disarming because i'm like i've never been like super into jude law i think that's because mm-hmm. i didn't see this movie until i think i only saw it for the first time a couple <laughs> years ago i don't know what else i would have seen if you jude saw law when you were a teenager like think how formative that would be oh my and especially God. like recently someone was talking to me and was like I'm trying to think exactly what happened, but someone was like, oh, well, like this, basically like this whole Timothy Chalamet, like soft boy thing is like 
a relatively recent <laughs> ordeal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, but like Jude Law is not like a like buff manly man. No. <laughs> like he's a pretty boy in this. Yeah. And it's like working. Yeah, it is working. Like I actually have not seen Jude Law in a ton. Um, have you seen the holiday in the Sherlock Holmes movies? <laughs> the, oh God, the holiday. Oh, I've seen the Imaginary of Doctor Parnassus, Contagion. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. One. That's what? the one that they were filming when Heath Ledger died, and so they had oh, like Johnny Depp and I Jude Law come I just in, and wasn't going to pull that name. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I really haven't seen a lot of Jude Law. So probably the first time. I saw Jude Law in a movie. Might have been when I watched The Holiday. Like, I obviously knew who he was because he had, like, um, some, you know, uh, scandals. Namely right. in... Classic. The Affair type. But... Right. Yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens, I guess. Uh, more so maybe in Hollywood than elsewhere. But that's probably the first time that I... Or that's probably how I, like, more so got to know him. And then I saw The Holiday. And by The Holiday, I mean, he was, like, cute. But, like, him and him and Cameron Diaz kind of do nothing for me. That's such, like, a weird movie because, like. Do you want to play the blank check holiday game, which is which half of the holiday is the better half of the holiday? <laughs> oh. Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, or. <laughs> or Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet Jack, Jack Black. <laughs> I feel like for you, you would say Kate Winslet, Jack Black. Well. I think I would, but like I, I am, I guess the only one (laughs) who thinks that like you need both. (laughs) Yeah, I think that like Jude Law and Cameron Diaz is like the sexier version, but like the fun side is the you know Winslet Jack Black. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Um, But yeah, so anyway, I hadn't really seen Jude Law in anything, and the first time I saw this, I was like, oh. That's why he's important. That's why people care it's a man. about him. Oh my god, he is so handsome. Uh, is he that handsome in, um, what is it, Cold Mountain, or has he already lost his hair? Um, so I've definitely seen Cold Mountain because I remember it was like a joke with my friend group that one of my friends had like a CD copy of Cold Mountain. It was the only CD that she had, in like basically in her car. Um, <laughs> Okay. I don't know. <laughs> this is not helpful. Um, I I always, when I think of, like, peak, beautiful Jude Law, I think it's this one. And I think it's because, like, he's the blonde, tan. the sun. Yeah. Like, he's so tan. He's so tan and he's so blonde that, like, his bright eyes just, like, pop off the screen. I know I've already yeah. said that, but, like, it's true. <laughs> but, like, hello. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about some fun casting options or rather uh before Ooh, do you have them pulled up yeah before matt damon was cast the role was offered to leo ldc ldc do you think ldc could My have done friend, it ldc i mean yes but i do think it would have been different because i think back oh gosh it's so I don't know. LDC, like, as much as, like, Jude Law is, like, this, like, you know, fancy free, young, I think, and it's probably just the Titanic aspect of it. Like, Jude Law plays rich so well. No, this is for Ripley. Oh, for Ripley. Yeah. I was messing that up. For Matt Damon. 
Okay. Now I have to think about it. This is totally different. Because mm-hmm. I was picturing like Titanic Jack as. Oh my God. I mean, that could possibly work. <laughs> I, I think he reads like, to oh, all the American. <laughs> That's, well, I think, and like Jude Law plays Rich so well, which is like him and Kate Blanchett, like they have that down. Um, well, apparently they I don't know if young Leo was pulling off menacing as well as Matt Damon was. Yeah. I'm sure he could have, like now later in Leo's life, I can definitely see that in him. But I don't know. Matt Damon is really good in this because Matt Damon's also like, he, he's a it's a nerdier look you know he looks more like a wannabe leo oh, looks like sure. he hasn't yeah 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 you know matt damon's like one of those people where you're like i mean he's like handsome he's not hot yeah. by any means right um, that's like i don't know if i could ever like leo being like desperate in that way i don't know if it would have been yeah other options was another option was tom cruise for tom ripley Okay. Which, uh, uh, I mean, in 1999, maybe, when did, uh, I don't know when um, Jerry Maguire came out, but I think he that's would just be That's a little old. old for Cruz. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would, that's what I would think. Um, I guess that there wasn't a character for Kate Blanchett, but after the director met her and just thought that she was so, like, mesmerizing, he wrote, like, a small yeah. role for her. Which is the correct yeah. call. If you ever yeah, have the correct. option <laughs> to add so Kate Blanchett to your movie, you fucking add Kate Blanchett to your movie. And every time she shows up and like the, she's perfect for like he is clearly like having a huge panic attack and she's just like, oh my gosh, Dickie, amazing <laughs> to see you. Like they're at the opera and she's like, oh my gosh, I know this is totally lame. He's like, haha, yeah, let's get out of here. I'm going to get busted. Uh, yeah, no, she's incredible. Incredible. And then the she other thing that's fabulous. so good about that character is I love when, like, she's been spending time with, you know, Dickie Greenleaf, quote unquote, and like clearly is into him. But then she runs into Marge and like she says to her, like, he's totally in love with you. And like, of course, it sounds kind of bitchy because it's like kind of condescending. Like, well, you haven't been in touch with your boyfriend. Like, I've been talking to him. Mm-hmm. But like, it does, like, she's being as sincere as she can be. Like, he doesn't want me. He wants you. And you're like, there's so much more going on here. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the best. I love her. Um, yeah. Put her in every movie, if only for us to just get to see red carpets with her on. <laughs> I mean, just when she shows up and like her, one of her first three lines is that line about rich people. I was just like, mm, someone knows who, who came to play. <laughs> She's so good. <laughs> uh, another potential casting was Christian Bale for Tom Ripley. Right. And so I just recently watched Newsies for the first time. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. And I... So, 99. So, then, like, American Psycho comes out. I think I think I could get behind Christian Bale for Dickie. I think I he could reads too. more, like, overt asshole to me. Yes. Overt, it's like pretentious Bruce Wayne thing. Asshole. Or even, like, like an American play, like, Psycho thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But a little less, like, psychotic and more just, like, <laughs> mean. <laughs> yeah. The last would be Edward Norton as Tom Ripley, which I could kind of see because he has a very similar thing to Matt Damon where it's like he's handsome, but he's not like drop dead gorgeous. And he like seems a little nerdy. 
you can he kind of seems like someone who just does want he wants to fit in he's not and it is like the fight club thing yeah it is like the like he like he wants to be brad pitt Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah i mean i think this is like the perfect i'm glad this is how it shook out but i mean they had an embarrassment of riches yeah apparently jude law turned down the role at first well, yeah, because we were texting about this, and I was like, well, if you're given a role and you're like, it's not the lead, and you die in the first one. Yeah, he's third build, <laughs> which fair. Um, but also third build, considering how early Matt, on he Matt dies. Matt Damon one, is it Gwyneth two? Yeah, Gwyneth two. Respect. <laughs> Get that paper, girl. <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, because we were also texting, and I was like, if this was made in 2020 or maybe like 2018, it would be like Army Hammer as Dickie, in my opinion. Right. Army Hammer is too old now, I guess. Mm. He would be a great Dickie. Who do you think? He'd be great because he could. We already know he can do like tanned and short shorts, a la Call Me by Your Name. But he also like is just so right. inherently stuck up and an asshole. Is he like? He has the he air. Plays such a good asshole. Well, because he has the air. I'm about trying to him, think you know? of who of who would be good. You need someone who's like cute and semi confident, uh huh, but not fully. But then also, who you'd want to see Army Hammer kiss? Because there's <laughs> uh. a lot of sexual energy <laughs> anyone in this anyone. movie <laughs> we'll think about it as we talk but i remember when they're playing chess in the bathtub like that's when the group chat was really going on well yes because that also is right before jude law gets out of the bathtub and you just like uh-huh. see he drops the towel and you see uh-huh. his butt and then he like uh-huh. turns around turns to look at matt damon and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god i really love that about the movie too because it's so like, fucking horny as much as like dickie can pretend that he doesn't know that tom's like into him like he knows he's into him and he just kind of likes having like someone be obsessed with him. i think that and then he gets bored of it i think that if this happened in the year of our lord 2020 there would have been right. some fooling around and it would yes. have 100 percent been like a power move of dickies though <laughs> like i'll let you <laughs> like but yeah. Yeah. This isn't but that what's just, gonna happen. It would have been a different movie. Yeah, uh, I just have to- Tom is crushing me. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, um, it was a very horny movie. I wonder how it was. Re- I mean, I guess it was received well when it came out. I just like I can't imagine like. I guess it's like a good balance. Maybe for us, it's really horny, but maybe for like a normal viewer, it's like, oh, this like has some like twists. It's fun. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. I don't know. It's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. It's the best. Apparently, shooting it was a bit of a nightmare though, um, because it I was raining that. all the time, and <laughs> they were like, we're trying to like create this very like idyllic like f- fictional town. And so they would go out and get like two or three words and then it would start to rain and then they would have to wait for the rain and then go out and get a couple more words. So I don't know how long production actually took, but that seems aggressive. Uh huh. Um, Maddie Matt lost 30 pounds, which is probably where those abs came from. 
Remember when you like t- we saw him on the beach? We're like, he's so pale, but we're like, but he has like really nice abs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, he's in great shape. You got to give him that. Yeah. And then Jude Law apparently gained weight, learned how to play the saxophone, and then he broke a rib when he fell backward while filming the murder scene. So he was committed. That murder scene, every time I see it, I'm like, this is so bloody. (laughs) This is so gruesome. Yeah, I kind of like, I think maybe I went to the bathroom during the murder scene. So then you were like, this is so much more gruesome than I remember it being. And I was like, oh. Yeah, and I think I think that every time. Yeah. Uh, It looks like someone from the New York Times said that this was a star-making role for talented English actor Jude Law. Yeah, it beyond was. Giving <laughs> devastatingly, or beyond being devastatingly good-looking, Mr. Law gives Dickie the manic teasing powers and manipulation that makes him ardently courted by every man <laughs> or woman he knows. Oh, my God. The New York Times. Janet Maslin from the New he York is Times. teasing. The fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he like is so teasing. flirty. He, like, flirts with everyone. And I think it's, like, a power move of, like, everyone wants me. Yeah, and they do, and he's right. (laughs) They do, and even 20 years later, we're like, we do. I'm like, he's literally my nightmare of a human being, but he's also the most beautiful person with, like, the the little tongue thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it is one of those things where you're like, this is insufferable, but I understand how someone would get caught up in this. Like, I hate it, but I get it. Yeah. Um. (sighs) Anyway... We did a fun thing. So since we did Netflix party, yes, we had some friends <laughs> record some uh, opinions mm-hmm. and uh, do a little call-in segment. Yeah. Who do we want to start with? Let's start with Annabelle. All She's right. the first to get hers in. All right. Let's do it. Here we go with All Annabelle's right. take right now. I mean, the talented Mr. Ripley. This movie has everything you could ever want. Excellent plot. You know, you don't really know where it's going to go. You're Matt Damon's charming, but then he's also kind of murdery. Like, okay, I'm here. I'm along for the ride. Then you get, you know, Kate Blanchett and some excellent wardrobe choices and just kind of, you know, oblivious to everything going on around her. Um, love that. You get Jude Law and Matt Damon's butts? Are you kidding me? Yes, here for it. Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, she's not at her goopiest, so that's good. That's a pro. You get that guy from Pirates of the Caribbean who, you know, I low-key love and forgot that I loved. Um, You've got Philip Seymour Hoffman as a womanizer? What? Who knew? You know, and it's got some, like, excellent, beautiful Italian vistas. I guess I'm moving to Italy now. Hopefully I don't get murdered. Uh, And, yeah, I just say 10 out of 10 would recommend. My only critique is it should have more butts. That's it. I can't believe we didn't bring up the (laughs) quote-unquote Pirates of the Caribbean guy. (laughs) I was gonna say a lot of our similar thoughts. A lot you of can tell similar? we've all been in the same group chat. I love her ending <laughs> takeaway, and I feel like we're probably gonna hear it again. In that, there yeah, needs there's to be definitely more butt, more butt talk. <laughs> 
but I mean, like, I feel like th- these are all the highlights, though. Like, it's I, almost everything that she said was like these actors are all doing amazing work, dressed incredibly. Yeah, I think that's maybe and... my, one of my favorite things about this movie is the wardrobe. Like, remember yes. when we first saw the hat that Jude Law wears, and we're like, oh, I don't know. I was like oh, iffy on I it, and then the like the next hat. time he was wearing it, I was like, you know what? Uh-huh. It looks really chic. Yeah, I know, but I just love Jude Law's hair in this. So like, and like we get so little of Jude Law with really excellent hair. So anytime he's wearing a hat, I would just feel like I'm missing out on like precious Jude Law hair content. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who do we want to go to next? We'll do alphabetical. We'll hear from Bryce. All right. Here we go. Here's Bryce. <laughs> hey, you guys. So I'll be honest. I haven't probably watched The Talented Mr. Ripley in over a decade. So uh, when you recommended this, you know, very homoerotic film uh, for our first Netflix party, I was very excited because of this all-star cast. Uh, you guys talk a lot about Oscar season and, and best chances and predictions. And I meant this had a huge all-star cast, especially uh, when it comes to the Oscars because you have Matt Damon right out of his uh, Goodwill Hunting screenplay win, Gwyneth with her Shakespeare in Love, and then Kate Blanchett, who, you know, obviously deserved more screen time in this film, in my opinion, uh, but she was just nominated the year before for Elizabeth. So you have these, like, three huge uh, cast members, and then you're bringing up uh, and kind of launching uh, into Hollywood Jude Law and Philip Seymour Hoffman, may he rest in peace, uh, that were just, you know, absolutely brilliant. Um, I know Matt got the the Globe nom, but he he did not get the Oscar nom. I mean, it was, uh, you know, the year Kevin Spacey, uh, even Denzel was in the race that year, so it was a tough one to crack. But, I mean, this cast was just incredible. Um, I would love to see them all uh, get get right back into it. Let's do a remake 20 years later. Um, I was just reading a, an article that was like, you know, 20 years to the day it was released, why it still slaps, and I could not agree more. I mean, what a cast. Man, I think that we should just cut out my whole part of when I talk about all the awards noms and just leave in Bryce's bit so it's not repetitive. Bryce came, researched. Thank you. He researches for this more than I do, which is honestly maybe something that I need to internalize and take with me. We do this all the time. I do want to say that Bryce did also offer a full five minutes on Jude Law's butt. And I'm not going to say I wasn't intrigued by that. So, I mean, I was hoping for more butt content, but I feel like the highlights were definitely there, which is the cast. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is funny. He's like, we needed more Kate. And I'm like, yes, we really did. Um, And it's funny that, I mean, that was basically everyone's thought. They saw the movie and they're like, okay, yeah, well, well, we don't have a role for her, but she's absolutely going to be in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think Kate Blanchett could have played Marge? Um, I'm glad she didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Kate Blanchett can do anything. It's a I, trick question. I but think I'm Kate glad Blanchett she did this. I think I maybe would have <laughs> liked it a little bit better. If you I, don't if like Kate, Gwyneth, though. <laughs> I just, like, I think that it just seems a little, like, try hard sometimes. It's just like, or mm-hmm. when he, when she catches him with the rings and he's, like, walking towards her and she's, like, getting all scared and she starts, it just, like, seems like she's, like, acting. It doesn't look like she's actually that scared to me. I don't know. Mm. I just, like, I don't buy it as much, but. That's fine. That's fine. 
That's my opinion. I'm allowed <laughs> to have your one. opinion. <laughs> this is half of my podcast, so I can. Yeah, have <laughs> you're. I mean, you're allowed. Like half of this is dedicated to your opinion. Yeah, exactly. We don't always agree. I know. All right. And for the most part, I feel. Like Should we uh, right. end with Ellen's? Yes. All right. Friend here's of the Ellen. show. Friend of the show. <laughs> All of them are, but here's Ellen's. <laughs> Hi guys, longtime listener, first time caller. This is Ellen. I'm just calling to give my thoughts on Talented Mr. Ripley, which we watched the other night. Um, I am sure everyone who's calling in is going to be talking about Jude Law, so I'll keep it brief. But yes, my God, what a snack that man was in the late 90s. But I would argue still today. And I want to hear your debate on it, um, whether he's hotter in Mr. Ripley or The Holiday or something even more recent, but I think he was born to wear that boating outfit, and his hair is just so perfect in it. Um, Also, Matt Damon, same kind of question. Uh, I would say that he's not hotter as hot today. Um, Definitely think he peaked in the late 90s, early aughts. Um, Everything is working for me in this role. The haircut which some would say is not cute but I love it and the glasses for sure um but the hotness and sexual tension of this movie aside which there is a lot of um I thought everyone was like really bringing their a-game acting wise um especially with a movie this long for spoiler alert Jude Law to be out like halfway through and to have the impact that he had love it um Matt Damon is really doing a lot here, but I didn't think it was too much. Uh, but also, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Gwyneth Paltrow is, prob- is just killing it in this role. I usually don't care too much for her, but I think she's great, and I think she should have won her Oscar for this. Every scene that she's in has like such amount of tension particularly between her and Tom, but also, like, she still has that coolness factor because she's playing this, like, rich jet setter, um, but also she's pulling off the mid-century transatlantic accent without it being cartoonish, which can be difficult to do, and, um, yeah, I think especially culminating in that scene where her and Tom are, like, confronting each other in the hallway, I thought she was really, really great in this, And I'm surprised to say that myself because I don't, like I said, I don't really care for Gwyneth Paltrow and I didn't think I'd spend this much time talking about her. Um, But yeah, there's that. I look forward to seeing y'all's debate on how the years have treated Matt and Jude. And uh, thank you guys. Love the show. Bye. Well, okay. A lot to unpack there. Number one, Ellen agrees with me, so <laughs> Ellen agrees with you, and even she like pointed out like the scene that I was just talking about. She was like, "One of show, so great right there." Um, yeah. but she also agrees agree. with me in that she doesn't typically like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, I yeah, think I like I mean, her no better. No one likes Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, Steph does, but not like acting, just like her ridiculousness. Um, I, I actually mean, like her in acting. I actually like a lot of things she does. I think she's really good in the Iron Man movies. I've said it before she's and I'll good. say it she's again. She's good in the Iron Man movies, even though she doesn't remember. Well, she's no, good, that she's good in the Spider-Man movies that she doesn't remember even making. Uh, mm-hmm. My joke got foiled as I was telling it. Um, I like her in Seven, but she's not really doing much. Right. But like her head's in the box. Heads in the box. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, 
but she Ellen does bring up a good point of what are our thoughts on now versus then I don't think well I think that both of them were hotter then I had like a little bit of a crush on Matt Damon when I was younger probably because of the ocean movies I think so too. I had a crush on everyone in the oceans movies oh my as God. a child. Stacked cast. Um, <laughs> Talk about stacked cast. Like, speaking of cast, we were watching but, Ocean's Eleven the, last weekend, and I was just like, "Everyone is so hot in this." Honestly, and it's one of those things where, like, I, if I see a picture of Brad Pitt from the Ocean's movies, just I'm like, like eating right, a cheeseburger. I'm not attracted to this. But then you watch the movie and you're like, right, I am. Yeah, well, we know we don't need to go down the whole thing with Brad Pitt being very complicated it's the for energy, me. Like Jesus. <laughs> anyway, not important. But no, we'll talk about um, that spoiler ask, alert in a couple I weeks. Still, I still definitely think Jude Law is attractive. I think he's very attractive now. on holiday. I think he's attractive today. And but I will say, like, to argue whether he's hotter here or ne- or there or now is like, I think he could be like the peak specimen of man in this. So, yes. Yeah. He's then. So tan. <laughs> he's so blonde and beautiful. His yeah. smile, everything about him is he's so beautiful. Yeah. <sighs> There's a reason that I when I think of this movie, I think of when he's in it. Yeah. It's because, like, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, remember when he was cast as Dumbledore? Yes. And there was, oh, my gosh. The internet exploded. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't get it. Like, Everyone honestly, just people wants keep Jude opening Law to these play doors. <laughs> and I, like, desperately can't talk about the young, hot Dumbledore right now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, think that, I think that Jude Law is still, like, handsome. He's just not the same caliber of Do handsome. Do you realize how much WB had to fuck up to put Colin Farrell and Jude Law in a movie series and have me not a Harry Potter movie series? <laughs> Series and have me not care about it. Do you realize how much effort they had to put? It's a lot of buzzwords for you. <laughs> She's about to start I hyperventilating. I just like my mic. <laughs> when she said Harry Potter, Megan Spell, known Harry Potter fan. Things fanatic. I'm like top three things I'm interested in: Harry Potter, Colin Farrell, Jude Law. Bad movies. How dare they? <laughs> Honestly, I agree. Um. Yeah, I think he's like handsome. I don't think he's hot. I would love to see. Mm, I I mean, I guess I just like don't really give his filmography a chance. But maybe I need to like do a little, do a little. Because I I mean I we saw Captain Marvel together. Mm-hmm. I've seen Fantastic Beasts. We saw. I think he's pretty good in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is him being like, okay, I understand. I am like a supporting actor. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like. And he's good at it. Yeah. We saw Vox Lux. I think he's pretty good in that. Oh, my God. I forgot about Vox Lux. Yeah, him and Natalie Portman. He's insane in Vox Lux. <laughs> he jewels. He jewels yeah. on screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe I just need to watch a little bit more Jude Law. Yeah. As far as, like, Matt Damon, I think he's just, like, so bland. I, like, don't really find him attractive anymore. I would never I like, like I could care less like, about him being in a movie. When people are like he's my like number one celebrity crush, I'm like who who so says that? <laughs> who 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 says that? I know Monica Padman from Armchair I've Expert. I've definitely heard it before. 
I've definitely heard it before, and I remember being like the most uninteresting. <laughs> well, I'm just like, like there's I a lot kick to choose him out of from. Bed, but the most there's un- a lot to choose from. I just like yeah. I don't know. I I like '90s Matt Damon so much more. So yeah, this is my my take. like. I really like him in Thirty Rock. I think he has a really funny. He's 30 fun Rock in episode. Thirty Rock. But still, uh-huh. and he's like going gray. That's like him, like getting older. Like I'm not Jason Bourne anymore, and I kind of like the longer hair. So I like him in Thirty Rock. But like, he would never even. I mean, he's nowhere near a crack in the twenties. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah, I think I just kind of like romanticized the whole like him and Ben Affleck thing. And now, like as they've gotten older, I just get like <laughs> less and less interested. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. Like I, I'll always have Goodwill Hunting, and that's all I really. But that's need. the thing. You understand how exciting. It would be to be like aware of Goodwill Hunting during that Oscar run. Like that would oh, be yeah. thrilling if that was happening now. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Well, that was fun. I liked uh, getting <laughs> those opinions. A little new format. A little, a little yeah. something, something spicy for the quarantine. Well, and I guess we <laughs> should say uh, Ellen has a podcast coming out. Yes, I was on it. You were on it. Are you allowed to tell yeah. us what you talked about? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Are you allowed to tell us what it's called? (laughs) Yes, because I think it has an Instagram account. So I think we're allowed to. Okay. It's called Love. It's called Love That Movie. And she had me on to talk about a movie that I love, that we both love, actually. Oh. Um, Is it a Harry Potter movie? (laughs) No, it's not. Oh, because you both have Harry Potter we do love Harry Potter. Maybe maybe future episode. But um, that's assuming you'll get asked back. Oh my God, do you think I ruined the podcast? Oh, I... <laughs> do you think she'll never have me back? No, it's called Love That Movie Pod. Love That Movie Podcast. And it's at on Instagram at Love That Movie Pod. So we'll plug there for our good friend Ellen. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know you have to get to your sister's uh, bean party. Yes. So it's my sister's birthday party. I gotta run out. My sister's virtual birthday party with me and my parents. It's gonna be so great. <laughs> I'm sure she's so excited to be turning twenty four. Can I join? Bobby and me. Why not, right? Um, it's like kind of more of a family thing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Meg, I hope you fall asleep tonight thinking about the talent of Mr. Ripley. Uh, Do you think I about how stop. many times we accidentally rewound? Some of us, maybe not an accident, so we could see Jude Law's butt. And then a screenshot yeah. came moments later. Bryce. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're like Bryce, stop rewinding. <laughs> you know what? It's fair. We're in quarantine. Honestly, you can't blame him for that. We can't, I wouldn't blame him under any condition or like normal conditions, but we're under quarantine, so you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but yep. all right, anything you want to recommend? Jude Law's Animal butt. Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing: New Horizons has ruined my life. Cool. And I just finished The Affair, which was fun. Or I caught up like multiple Ooh. seasons. Uh, Joshua Jackson. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More hot men from the 90s. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.